On this episode of Bite Sized, we are watching and talking about the 10th scene in the movie Twilight. For those of you watching along at home, that is from 12 minutes and one second to 12 minutes and 56 seconds. And now, on to the episode. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Bite Size, the podcast that is watching the Twilight movies in the worst way possible. I am your host, Ben Bear. Every week I am joined by a guest and we watch one scene from the movie Twilight. Uh, it's anywhere from, I don't know, 30 seconds to three minutes. I am doing this every week, which is getting harder and more painful as time goes on. For my guest, uh, it's completely devoid of context. Speaking of guests, let me introduce today's. I am joined by a podcaster and improviser. He is one half of the podcast, How Star Wars Is It? Josiah Robinson. Hello. Welcome to Bite Sized. Thank you. Josiah, how's it going? How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Ben? Fantastic. How's your week been? It's a Tuesday, uh, so your Tuesday. week has been very just, short. I was just talking to your lovely fiance. Uh-huh. Your former coworker. My former coworker, yes. Me and me and Mindy go way back. You've known her longer than I have. That's true. And I don't appreciate that. <laughs> this happens to me a lot, honestly. Yeah. I meet someone that I are think I know independent of her and yes. it turns out she's known them longer yes 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 keeps happening to me fans of the pod will know mindy as your fiance yeah and also my former co-worker so now that's add that to the lore right we, we are further developing the picture of yes. who this mindy person is but i was just telling mindy that i work at a daycare so I've, i work with little kids mm-hmm. and it's a lot of fun it's very cute so i'm just you know full of uh joy and and love and laughter and life this week that's great yeah. i'm also full of joy and love and laughter but that's because i just had some trader joe's orange chicken oh, about an hour ago love tj's um, it's great you truly cannot beat it and i'm also full of joy and laughter mm. and love because i watched this scene oh boy this scene a thousand times today uh-huh and I feel like my brain is mush, and so I have nothing left inside me except for just, like, uh, very, you know, primal emotions. Sure. Well, let's hurry up and get through this, then, okay. before you completely collapse. I'll start the way I always start, by asking you, Josiah, oh, yes. what is your history with the Twilight franchise? So here's my history with Twilight. I have a picture I want to show you. Okay. Is it a picture is, of the number zero? No, no, no. The, <laughs> I actually was really into Twilight when I really? was in... Uh, high school. I had no idea when I asked you to be on the show that yeah. you that okay. I have a history with it. Okay, so I, I I'm thrilled to hear it now. Yes, so I read the books. Uh huh. Because girls read Twilight. Girls did read Twilight almost and exclusively, almost from my exclusively understanding. Girls. Yes, no, not that only girls read Twilight, but girls only read Twilight. They couldn't read anything else. Oh right. Yeah. yeah not a not, not the, legal. Not the Bible. The not how to make friends Twilight. and influence people. Just yes. Twilight. Yeah. In two thousand, from I think roughly two thousand six, mm-hmm. two thousand eight, they were only allowed to read Twilight. Yeah. And I thought to myself, hey, these girls are reading Twilight. I think I should read Twilight because mm-hmm. that sounds like I would have a shared interest with with the girls. It's it's an in. And it's an in. And the girl I liked at the time, Tracy, uh-huh. uh, was really into Twilight. Uh-huh. Even back then, I had like my burgeoning, I was like what, 15, 16? Mm-hmm. My burgeoning comedy brain was like, this is kind of funny yeah. to be the guy that's into Twilight. Like in my mind, I was like, "This is a little funny to me." Okay. Like I'm, I'm not doing it as a bit, but there is an irony there that to me that was that was kind of funny. So like, yeah, I'm gonna show you this picture for a long time. This is my profile picture of me. Oh just my! Sitting and reading Twilight 
I have Ringed about up. a thousand questions. <laughs> Let's start with the chin strap. The chin strap, baby. Because you have, you're sitting across from me. We're, we're both bearded gentlemen. Yes, we are. You have excellent coverage. Thank you. You got hair all over the place. Well, I didn't always. Okay, because that makes me wonder, was the chin strap an, an aesthetic choice? It was not a choice. It was a, out, of, out of necessity. Okay. Because I couldn't grow a mustache back then. Yeah. But I could grow like a full everything else. And my mustache was just like eight hairs. Okay. So I would just shave the mustache and leave everything else. Yeah. So I had the full chin strap looking really good, looking like a bassist in like a Christian rock band. Oh, 100%. Is pretty much my general look back then. You, yeah. Got a couple bracelets on, including a friendship bracelet from the girl that I would, that I liked. From Tracy? From Tracy. And reading the. OG Twilight. I think from the library, if I'm looking at that little sticker. Yeah, that looks like a library. It looks sticker. like a library book. So I'm reading the original Twilight. Uh-huh. For, folks, this is this is a, my profile picture. I have headphones on. I'm pretty sure I was listening to Panic at the Disco. That was my question is what were you listening yeah. to as you were reading Twilight? Panic on the Disco on brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very on brand. I believe I believe it was pretty odd was okay. the album that had just come out. And I was listening to I was listening to that. I was really into these books. And yeah. I, I had a Team Jacob keychain. Okay. Because I was Team Jacob. Okay. And to this day, I still am. Okay. I, Calm I down. Feel strongly. <laughs> uh-huh. Strongly about this. I did like it. I liked yeah. the books. I read all the books very quickly as they came out. I read them all. Yeah. It did give me an in with the ladies because they would be talking about Twilight and they'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm Team Jacob. And they'd be like, uh-huh. wait, what? You're Team Jacob? You're so and cool it, and sensitive. You're so cool and sensitive. <laughs> exactly. And I'd be like, yeah, I've got a, a warm, fuzzy side, like a werewolf. Uh-huh. But then I also just ended up liking the books. Are they good books? I don't know. Okay. But they're fun books, and they're entertaining books. Got it. The movies came out as I was in high school and college. Yeah. I watched the first two movies that came out. Okay. And I remember thinking, these aren't as good as the books. Yeah. I didn't like them as much as the books. you just hate good filmmaking, Because I, I hate great movies. Okay. No, I don't know what it was. I think that it was just like, they pretty immediately got like memed. You know, yeah, and sort of like turned into a joke. They're also a little bit of a time capsule. Like yeah. watching these, you are transported back to 2008, and you can oh, you can yes. very clearly feel these studios and the adults trying to sit, trying to ask themselves what are teens like? What do what are kids into right now yes, in the, the year 2008? It's like looking. It's at like a looking at this pro, my this profile picture yeah. I have. It's exactly like that. Yeah. Uh, with your permission, I will you post will sh- that to social I will, media. I will send it to you, and you okay. should share social media because okay. it is it is a good companion piece to this episode. Let's talk about Star Wars. Okay. Because you're here. I'm here, and you're you have this show. How Star Wars is it? Yeah. I have been a big Star Wars fan a long time, so I feel yeah. like we're just going to talk about this a lot. Twilight, in the time that it was big, was in this like echelon of franchises yes. that were everywhere. But it's gone away in ways that like Star Wars and Harry Potter mm-hmm. and, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. and even Lord of the Rings, to a lesser extent, has not. Yes. Th- those, those have all stayed around. Twilight, we did it. It's done. Yes. I was thinking about that, too, because I was like, everything's a franchise now, right? Right. Everything's a franchise now. That That is like, if you can franchise something as a big as a mm-hmm. big corporation, you are franchising it. And I'm like, where is it with Twilight? Because they had the movies, yeah. they had the books, 
and then that's kind of it. Like there's yeah. not there's not a big franchising of this market that's happening. And I'm like, where is it? Is Stephanie Meyer just like not into it? I think that's kind of what it is. There there was recently announced a, a Twilight TV show. Okay. In early pre production, no one is quite sure what it's going to be. If it'll be like a remake or sure. a prequel or whatever. But that's happening. And Stephanie Meyer has released one or two books that right. are basically the same story, just from Edward's, Edward's perspective. perspective. Midnight right, right, Sun, right. and I think one more. But I think part of it, why Twilight has not had that sort of spinoff that others have, is because unlike George Lucas and J.K. Rowling, she's just willing to let it let it let be. Let it go, yeah. Right. She seems to be happy with what she's created. I made something people really liked, and right. I put it out in the universe, and I finished it, and it's done. Or is it like there is some fire inside George Lucas that is not inside Stephanie yes. Meyer. And he's yes. more of an artiste. An artiste. Than, than Stephanie Meyer. Well, George Lucas would make, I think like truly George Lucas would never have stopped making Star Wars if it wasn't for the fact that he sold it. Yeah. Because he had so many ideas and they're not great. They're not good ideas. Uh-huh. But I guess Stephanie Meyer doesn't have that, which no. like might be a good thing. I, for her, I think it's a, it's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. My last question, though. Yes, last question. Uh, before we get into the scene, how Star Wars is Twilight? Let's just uh, do a little episode well, ben, the of fun, your the podcast thing is, on my podcast. The fun thing is, is we're going to have to have you on the show oh, really? to talk about this uh-huh. so we can promote your show. Okay. We, we rate it on a scale of 1 to 10, not of how good or bad it is, but how Star Wars it is. That's, yes. the, that's the premise of my show. And I would say Twilight is a franchise. Yeah. It's, not, it's, not, it's not as big of a franchise. Sure. There is fantasy elements to it. Okay. There's fantasy elements to Star Wars. There's science fiction-y kind of things with their powers, yeah. you know? yeah. Uh, but it's not like lasers and 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 laser swords and laser beams and stuff like that. Yeah. So there, that's some points against. It's it's more of a romance. It is. It's yeah. a romance forward uh, YA novel. Yeah. Star Wars is pretty thoroughly YA, I would say as well. Like it's it's for kids and yeah. and grownups alike, which they Twilight is as well. I would say I'm gonna give this just with that with solid. It's got vampires though, and there's not vampires in Star Wars. I'm, I'm sure say, like, you find a book or something that has space vampires. Let me look in up. It. Hold on. Let's go find vampires on Wikipedia, please. W- Wikipedia. I, one of my favorite things that we do on the show is when I just look up random things on Wikipedia. <laughs> All right, listeners, if you're interested in how Star Wars is it, good news. You don't have to listen. This is it. This is a whole episode <laughs> right now. Oh, there's a force vampire. Okay. And energy vampires. It looks like there's types of vampires in Star Wars. Okay. So I'm going to say that's going to take it up to like a five for me out of 10. And we'll have you on the show. Okay. And we can really dial in deep and and figure out exactly what the real rating is. Okay. Uh, Until then, though, let's get into the scene. Uh, Nothing happens in this scene. Nothing happens in this scene. They are eating dinner at a diner. There is some awkward conversation, some awkward silence. The scene ends, and it makes me question why I'm even doing this. I have the whole script here that I wrote down. Okay. Ready? It goes like this. And they, we, first off, we see the exterior. This this mm-hmm. cafe they're in is called Carver Cafe. Carver Cafe. Not actually in Forks, Washington. Oh, yes, you've been. I've been, yes. Not actually there. The server, whose name is, I don't know. because I it's I, Sarah or something? It's something like Sarah, because I, I, I was peeking at the name tag, and I couldn't quite make it out. I just can't get over how grown up you are. And so gorgeous. And then this random dude walks up. Waylon, you Waylon. mean? Waylon. Hey, Bella. Yeah, you remember me? I played Santa one year. <laughs> yeah, Waylon, she hasn't had a Christmas here since she was four. I bet I made an impression, though, didn't I? You always do. Bella kind of laughs a little bit. <laughs> the server says, butt crack Santa. Everyone does has a nice chuckle of that. Butt crack Santa? <laughs> hey, kids love those little bottles, though. All right. 
Let the girl eat her garden burger, Waylon. Yeah. As soon as you're done, I will bring you your favorite. Fairy toddler, remember? Your dad still has it. Every Thursday. Bella says, thank you. And then she mumbles something that sounds like you're great. Thank you. You're great. But she might be saying you were great or thank you. That would be great or something. But she mumbles. It's a classic Bella mumble. Thank you. You're great. But there's an awkward silence until the end of the scene. They have a meet cute style hands almost touching on a ketchup bottle. And then barely perceptible. I only heard it in headphones. You hear Charlie go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Bella goes, thanks. Like really quiet says, thanks. And then she waves. <laughs> then she waves the ketchup uh-huh. over her burger as if she's pouring it, but she's waving it. It's she, really like she's weird. She's wiggling it she's like she's wiggling trying it. to get the ketchup down to the bottom. Yeah, it's like she's using a glass bottle, uh-huh. but she's not. She's using a right. squeezy one. And then people laugh in the background. <laughs> Bella and Charlie look like, hmm, what's going on? They kind of look over to the laughter. And then that's at the end of the that's scene. That's it. That's the end of the scene. How long do you think the movie Twilight is? It is uh, one hour, 53 minutes, 54 seconds. Okay. You know what it could be? <laughs> 56 seconds shorter <laughs> yes! or whatever. Yeah, because that was... Adds nothing! That was my question. A really, a great place to start is why is this scene in the movie? Why is this scene in because the movie? Because you haven't seen this movie... In a long time. I, I have for yeah. this. And I can tell you... That it has nothing to do with the scene directly before it. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the scene directly after it. In fact, the the scenes that bookend this, scenes 9 and 11, if you will. In scene 9, Bella has sort of an awkward, weird interaction with Edward. Mm -hmm. In scene 11, she is at home on the phone with her mom talking about this thing that just happened with the boy at school. You could remove this scene from the movie entirely, and it would actually flow better. It would. The only thing I can think is this diner does come back later on. Okay. And I guess it's just to establish that there's a diner where they go to to eat sure. sometimes. But like, you don't need to do that. I was going to say, because I don't remember the server being very important. Don't even know her name. Uh-huh. Sarah or something. We're going to say Sarah. We're going to say Sarah. I don't remember Sarah being important. I don't remember Waylon being important. I don't think uh-huh. either of them come back. I think Sarah, d- not to get too far ahead, because sure. I try to establish that we're only talking about this, this scene. Just this context. But that's contextless, impossible. Yeah. Uh, contextless, yes. She does come back, though. Okay. Uh, and she's a little a little scared, so I guess it's maybe just to establish that, whoa, the town's worried now, but like, yeah, I- I'm glad that we both had this great Ugh. same first impression that you could remove this scene from Twilight and nothing would nothing change. Nothing bad would happen. The only thing I could think is that there's a line in the book or something that mentions butt crack Santa. Sure. And they're like, they're like, we gotta put that in. We gotta put it in. It's Maybe. a good laugh line. The only thing I can think of yeah. is to establish, which I don't think we need it because we've already seen this in previous scenes. Uh-huh. Is that everyone is obsessed with Bella? Okay, right? Okay, and so like in this small town of what three thousand people, mm-hmm. everyone is obsessed with Bella because she's new. Yeah, and she used to live here when she was a little bitty baby, mm-hmm. and now she's back and she's new. And so I think the only thing I can think of that that like justifies this scene is to show that not only is everyone in the high school obsessed with Bella, yeah, but like everyone's obsessed with Bella. The the server's obsessed uh-huh. with her. Wayland, this old creepy man is obsessed with her. Everyone is like, oh my God, it's Bella. It's it's a new girl in this tiny town. Yeah, that's yeah. the only thing I can think of. But we already have that in other scenes. The only thing I can think of to justify is because the scene after this is her talking with her mom and maybe to demonstrate that she's weird and awkward with Charlie and sure. a little more open with yes, mom. Okay, yes. But 
we've already seen that in the preceding 12 minutes yes. that we're into this movie. I was going to say, that was the other thing I said, is that it shows that Bella and Charlie are still cold towards each other and aren't getting along yet. And but, we saw that not yes, five minutes we've ago. We've already seen that. <laughs> and if so, if, the, if this is the purpose, if that's the purpose, then mm-hmm. why do we need the weird Waylon thing? And the weird, like, in the server. Because Waylon was the big hit from the book. He was I, a big you, hit from the book. You would know this better I than I. I would know this better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Waylon in the book? I do not remember. I this is to... not a podcast about the books. No. If you want to listen movie. to the podcast about the Twilight books, there's plenty of those out there's there There's probably so many of those. There's a lot. What little bottles is he talking about? Yeah, I had a question about that, too. What are those little bottles? <laughs> I don't know what I he's have a theory. About. Do you have a theory? Little liquor bottles? I sure hope not. I hope not, because he's talking about kids. And he's talking to a cop. Yes. Is it those little plastic bottles with a string at one end that you pull and confetti pops oh, out? Oh, it could be that. That's my theory. My, I have so many questions about Waylon. First off, why is he here at all? Just a quick little joke, you know, a little laugh. Just a little, just a little joke. And he's talking to a teenager. Yeah. He's like, it, it, he looks like he's maybe 50-something, 60 maybe. But he, like everyone else in this movie, is dressed impossibly fashionable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super fashionable. He's got like a graphic tee and yeah, like yeah, a yeah. cool necklace and he's two jackets. Cool. Two jackets on. Yeah, he that- is impossible. This man, if he existed in real life, would not dress like no. that in any way. No, no, no. He would have like a stained T-shirt on, and that's all. Yeah, but he like he's super cool. But he's like, I, I've I've questioned about the timeline here because why is he playing? He could maybe play Santa now. Yeah, you're telling me like 15 years ago when she was here the first time he was playing Santa. Yeah, you know, too pillow, young. Pillow in the shirt, pillow fake the beard shirt, goes a long beard. way. Yeah, too yeah. young though. Give me a real Santa. Okay. Okay, that's my main question. About There's a look. Not bottles. a lot of Santas to go around in forks, I guess. I guess so. You, yeah, it's a small market for Santa. Second off, what's a garden burger? A garden burger. That's a great question. <laughs> is that a veggie burger? I assume so. I assume like. Okay, and you also have to consider the context. This is a little diner yeah. in Forks, Washington, which is population. Please hold while I look up Forks, Washington on Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, God, I hope that's on Wikipedia. Forks, a population about 3,000, uh, yeah. I remembered correctly. So I imagine they don't get a huge demand for for veggie burgers. for meatless. They don't they don't get the Beyond Burger. There's no out Beyond there. Burger in Forks. I, so is it just like a burger without the patty? Is there extra vegetables on there? It truly boggles the mind. It boggles the mind because she calls it a garden burger, and I've never heard that phrase before. If you do go to Forks, Washington, though, there is an actual diner there. Not this one, a different one. You can get what they call the Bella Burger, which is just a regular burger with a piece of pineapple on it. And I feel like they missed an opportunity by not making it <laughs> a garden burger, something more gardeny than that. <laughs> Why does it have a piece of pineapple on it? Is that something that Bella likes? I have no idea. Oh Couldn't my god! Tell you. I got to reread these. It was books. closed. We didn't go in there. Ah, shucks. Okay, so what else we got here? We Charlie's got a steak. Charlie's classic, got a steak. Classic He's, dad. He also okay. Maybe it's maybe the whole like ketchup waving thing is is genetic because mm-hmm. the way he salts the steak is is very funny too. He's just kind of yeah. like the object work in this scene. It's is it's, chef's kiss. You can tell there is no ketchup. I love Kristen nope. Stewart. Great actor. There's no ketchup in that bottle. Yeah. It reminded me of like if you watch like a rom com or any movie set in an office where someone's coming in with coffee for the day, yeah, and they have four cups that are obviously empty because yes. they're like just yes. swinging them around, like there's no weight to them at all. One thing my my partner Charlie loves to point out in movies is when there's ice in drinks, it's uh-huh. always fake ice because it doesn't float. Oh, and so really? it like it's like plastic ice just like sitting in the, in the bottom of oh, a cup. I never noticed that. Yeah, so you'll start look look out for ice in drinks because okay. it's always like fake like plastic ice that doesn't melt and ruin like the continuity of shots yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. 
But yeah, the way he salts his steak is very funny. It's similar to how she ketchups, ketchups her mm-hmm. her garden burger. We get a weird close-up on the two of them, her with her ketchup and him with his A1 steak sauce. Yes. Sort yes. of adding their condiments at the same time. The last solid 15 seconds are dialogue-less. 15 seconds of this 55-second scene. Yeah. That's more than a quarter of this scene. It's more than a quarter of the scene. It's just them in silence. I'm sorry. Well, I should say, Charlie goes, oh, are we supposed to understand maybe from the scene that Bella comes by her awkwardness naturally, and maybe Interesting that maybe she gets that's it from where we're him. supposed to uh, maybe that's the purpose of the scene is that she gets it from Charlie. Okay, that's another reading I could and see from another this. theory. Another theory because I am I emailed you back when when you sent me the scene mm-hmm. and I was like it's just a feast for the senses. Yeah, and I wanted oh. I wanted to reply so many things, but I I am afraid of spoiling content. Ready? Oh, okay, yes, ready? yes, yes, yeah. I gotta say it, it's really blue. <laughs> That's the blue bell. Congratulations, Josiah Robinson. In yes! ten episodes, you are the eighth yes! guest to mention how blue this is. And just like the guest in episode nine, you're the first one that's listened to episodes, so it feels a little cheap. <laughs> uh, I feel like a dancing monkey now, being forced to Push ring the a bell, like a, like a dog asking for dinner. Or something. Yes, yes, it's, it is blue. It's very blue. Yes. It's funny how blue it is. We were talking about the awkward silence at the yeah. end, and that's sort of started and punctuated by this laughter that's coming from off camera. Yes. You can tell it's sort of behind the camera. Yes. And you can't hear it, and they both look at it. It catches their attention. What do you think that laughter is? I don't know. It's these three... I'm going to tell you right now, the next scene does not start with some laughing people. No. That is never commented it on. It's like never it's these, revisited. It looks like it's these four, like townies could be just like sitting there and all in like you know some very nice diverse clothing to make them look cool again impossibly fashionable impossibly fashionable all wearing three jackets and then they laugh and they look at them and go huh and then it just pans away yeah and that's the end and there's no it's it's like why did we need this um, okay in a scene where Mm -hmm. we already don't need this scene in this movie yes we already are like, why do we have this scene in this movie? It, uh-huh. it could be on the cutting room floor, we wouldn't miss it at all. In in a scene that already is extraneous, yeah. we have 15 seconds that are basically a microcosm of, of this, this scene. scene. Yes, that are to this scene as this scene is to the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah, that maybe it serves some purpose to demonstrate that Bella is an outsider and yeah. can only watch these other people have fun but yes. never truly connect with them. She can never have fun them. herself, yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, we've spent 12 of the last 12 minutes of the movie establishing yes. just that. Yes. I think that this scene has, a like, it is so nothing. It's such a nothing burger that like, I couldn't stop, like, writing notes. Because I uh-huh. was like, I just want to know so much about everything. Because it, none of it makes, it just doesn't make sense why it's here. Right. If you told me there were vampires in this movie, yeah. based off this scene, I'd be like, no, there's not. There's not a, no. There's nothing in this movie. This is some sort of My Dinner with Andre <laughs> yeah. situation where it's just two people who do just not occasionally getting lunch. have anything in common yeah. eating a meal together. Yeah, that's all this um, movie is. If you told me this movie was a romance uh-huh. about supernatural vampires and werewolves yeah. based off of this scene... I would say, no, it is not. No, you, you don't get that at all. No. And like, there is nothing... <laughs> in this that contributes to the greater world of twilight it is just a weird little character piece about how bella's a little awkward and everyone is obsessed with her except for butt crack santa except for butt crack santa i think that's the only if uh. were if if the words butt crack santa 
did not escape the lips of the woman we're calling Sarah. Sarah, yeah. This scene would not have made the cut from no. book to movie. They were like, I can tell you, the editors were like in the editing bay and they were like, all right, we got to cut like a minute and a half. Where, where can we go? And yeah. they go, what about that diner, first diner scene? And they're like, okay, let's watch it. And they watch it and they go through it and they go, ah, it's a butt crack Santa joke though. We got to yeah. leave butt crack Santa in there. So we've talked about this scene. Let's bring it back around to sort of where we started. We've talked about how Star Wars Twilight is in general. Yeah. How Star Wars is this scene. Oh, gosh. I would say not very. I, I'm going to disagree with you, but continue. Oh, okay. I would love to hear your rationale because I, I, I'm coming from the gut here, so I don't know okay. for sure. But let's, uh, let's just hear your gut. Well, let, you, you know, here we go. Here we go. Let, let me break it down then. Yeah. We've got some fun, kooky characters. Sure. That's very Star Wars. Sure. We love a good character in Star Wars. We got some background people that are in like some fun costumes. That's very Star Wars. Yeah. Um, I would say the music isn't super Star Wars in this. We've got a female protagonist. Okay. Not super Star Wars. Oh, what a Mary Sue. Am I right? Uh, what a Mary I, Sue. I'm every Star Wars fan on the internet. <laughs> yes. Grr, I hate Ray. I love Ray. Ray's just Ray. for the record. Just for the record. Okay. That's not super Star Wars. Mm -hmm. We've got... It's very blue, very color graded. <laughs> there it is again. That scared me that time. That one was real that time. You know what? Something that's funny is that we've that we've that we've noticed in Star Wars uh -huh. is that no one ever eats or drinks anything. Yeah. Like you very rarely see people eating. There's the blue milk. From... And the blue milk, exactly. Yeah. There's some there's some rare exceptions that are famous, right? Like the, the blue milk. The space pear from uh -huh. episode two. Yes. Yeah. They catch on a fork. Yeah. And so seeing them eat real food is like definitely not very Star Wars. Yeah. It's not very fancy, it's mm -hmm. not very sci-fi, it's not very uh, romantic even in this case. I'm going to say it's like a three out of ten. Okay. I think there are some pretty Star Wars-y elements to I'd it. I'd love to hear it. At the, so at the very start, you on your laptop there, yeah. while I while I talk, you can scan back to the start. It starts with, I would call, a very, a very Lucas-y transition. Mm. Lucas loves his weird... Establishing shots. Wipes and like iris ins and yeah. fades. And this is starts with what I'm going to call a truck wipe. It's a truck which wipe. Which feels like something Lucas would do. You're right. It's a truck wipe. It's a truck wipe. That's um, very good. That's very Lucasian, Lucasian. If you will. And what is this? What is this diner but the Mos Eisley Cantina of Forks? <laughs> or or the fifties diner in, oh, in episode two? Attack of the Clones. Sort of Dexter Jetster. Yeah, I'd say Sarah's Dexter Jetster, and Charlie comes in here to learn about uh -huh. cloners. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, I, that's I, what no, I'm I see this as the Mos Eisley Cantina. I can see it, yeah. Because you have your weird butt crack Santa's basically the Ponda yes, Baba. Yeah. Apologies to the, to the Twilight fans listening to this show. You didn't sign up for this much Star Wars Star talk. Star Wars talk um, today. Sorry about that. I need something yeah. to keep me grounded. Yes, and here it is. I'm offering you a lifeline. Because I'm 10 episodes into a 71 episode movie. Oh, I that's would a lot say, of episodes. I'm going to say this is like an 8.5. All right, I'll take it. You change a few details, this could fit into... You throw a lightsaber in there, it would be in a Star Wars movie. Right, if butt crack Santa got his arm cut off, uh, oh yeah, Charlie's just like it would fit. She hasn't been here since she was four. Zap. Right, right. Cuts off his arm. I think it fits right in. I think you, I, honestly, I like that take. And I think once again, we have to have you on our show. Yeah. Talk about Twilight in general, or maybe something else, or maybe something else. You <laughs> but Twilight have, works you, too. You can talk about whatever you want. Hey, I'll talk about whatever you want me to talk about. It's, I can I can take just about anything and make it a ten out of ten on the Star Wars. Okay, scale. okay. I, if you want, here's the thing: if you want to talk more about Twilight, mm -hmm. we will let you talk more about right. Twilight. If you want a release and just like an hour to talk about anything else, just like mm -hmm. something for fun, we we can do that too. I, I'm torn I'm because on the one this. hand, <laughs> I I am on a course to becoming the one man who knows more about Twilight yeah. than anyone else in the world. You are, you it are. It occurred to me, because like I, 
I have had seen these movies several times before on my own slash with my fiance, but then I watched Twilight once to see if it would be a good fit for this podcast, and it mm-hmm. was. So I watched it again to break down the scene-by-scene time code. I watched it again as I'm splitting it up, mm-hmm. and then I watched each individual episode several times uh, to yes. get questions for my guests. So in the course of about a year and a half, by the time I'm done with Twilight, the first movie, I will have watched it probably about 15 to 16 times. Oh, God. Okay. Um, I'm once again concerned for you, Vince. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> I'm, I'm that. I'm worried about Please, you. I send a care package. Um, <laughs> of not Twilight thing. All that to say... I would absolutely be able to talk about Twilight on your show. Okay, yes. There's also a part of me that worries I will run out of things to say about Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> um, we could just talk about this scene again if you want. I No, I don't want, actually. <laughs> and in fact, I'm, I think I'm done talking about it for the first time, so let's start to wrap okay, up. Okay, all right. <laughs> if you had to give this scene a name, what would it be? And this is also going to be the oh. name of the episode to make it good. And you knew this question was coming. I did know this question was so coming. So it better be good. Okay, and I, I, I knew this question was coming, and I thought something would come to me along the way. You, you accidentally said something. Thing that I was hoping you would pick up on. But oh, what did I say? You called this a nothing burger. A nothing burger. Shortly after we were talking about the garden burger. I'm going to say. I think there's something there. Yeah, I'm going to say this, this scene is called Bella's Nothing Burger. Appropriate. Fitting. Yeah, that's what this scene is called. Bella's Nothing Burger. Because she eats a garden burger. And nothing and happens. Nothing happens. You could remove this from the movie and it would lose <laughs> This nothing. is, I think, the first scene that I've, or at least the ones I listened to, mm. that truly feels unnecessary. Josiah Robinson, yes. if people want to learn more about you and hear you talk even more about Star sure. Wars, where can they follow you or listen to you or see you perform in okay. person? Okay, so you can catch me at Anarchy, the improvised rock opera. I've heard of that. Yeah, Ben plays drums with us sometimes. Occasionally in your band, yeah. Yes, it's the best. And uh, you can catch us on Thursdays at 7.30. And I believe uh, Heather was on the show too recently. Heather Scholl, guest yes. of episode number five. Yes, yeah. so come see us. Uh, you can follow Anarchy Music Improv on Instagram. We post about who's in what show and then you can also follow me at josiah.biz that's d-o-t-b-i-z J, and then my name josiah i don't know why i spelled it out of order that was weird uh-huh. but anyway you can follow me and i'll post when i'm in shows and stuff so you can you can check me out there on all platforms i'm josiah.biz mm-hmm. you can also check out my show which we've talked about already how yeah. star wars is it question mark we rate things on a scale of one to ten, if not of how good or bad they are, but of how Star Wars they are, which we kind of did in this we episode. We did a lot of this. If you liked, if you liked the if little you liked teaser, the little idea, taste we gave you, it's just a silly show where we rank things. If you think it's funny when people name drop Dexter Jetster, Dexter, Dexter. this is the show for you. This is the show for you. We'll talk. We talk about Dexter Jetster all the time. As you should. He's got four arms. He's got four arms and, <laughs> and a mustache and a, and a little crop top, a little slutty crop top. <laughs> you can see his little belly. It's great. <laughs> but yeah, um, me and my co-host Mike Gospel, who uh, we'll is also probably on, be on the show, and we'll probably the be on the next 10, 15 episodes, I guess. We have episodes every Monday, so check us out at How Star Wars Is It? Oh my and you can God, find this is us. also every Monday. It's a good time to release a podcast. And it really is. It is. And then you can find us at How Star Wars Is It on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. So check us All out right. there. That's everything. There you go. If you want to follow this show on social media, you can follow at BiteSizedPod underscore on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you want to follow me personally, you can follow me at BenAbear.com on Twitter and Instagram, which I realize now is very similar to your social Mine's media presence. Biz. Yeah, sp- spelled the D-O-T out yes. and everything. <laughs> we were on very similar wavelengths yes. when we made those. I love it. Yeah, if you want to send an email to the show, you can send an email to my favorite Twilight podcast at gmail.com. A really good email. A really good email. Thanks, I love it a lot. As I've said before, I tried to make something that involved the name of the show. They were all taken, so yeah. I got mad. I uh, think that's a great idea. Our email for How Star Wars Is It is agoodpodcast at gmail.com. Just, are we the same person? Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, swear I did not know that. And we're also, we didn't even talk about how we're both from Texas. 
Yeah. Ugh. Well, and also I learned that you grew up in the southern, southern on your episodes. Yeah, Southern Baptist Church. Sure did. And I did too. All right. So maybe I also are. was not able to grow a full beard until <laughs> I was in my mid twenties. Maybe we are um, the same person, Ben. We gotta hash some things. We out, gotta. We gotta yeah. We're gonna wrap up this episode <laughs> and then talk some more. Uh, thank you so much to our editor Ben Oxer for Yay. putting this all together. Thank you to the band Swimwear Department for the use of their song "Mall to Death" as our theme song. Give them a listen wherever you find music that is it for this episode of bite-sized if you liked it tell a friend it's kind of the only way word gets around at this point word of mouth is the best word of mouth is the best every monday wherever you find podcasts that is it for this episode of bite-sized until next time (sighs) um you listen to every pour, episode. Pour you some ketchup on it. Pour some ketchup on it. <laughs> See you next time. Thank you. You're great.